Baker's Dozen with Stephen Hallam, Master Baker and Chair of Judges, the Tiptree World Bread Awards, UK and USA. Baker's Dozen on Food FM. Abigail Carter is from Reedsville in South Carolina in the United States of America and has recently completed her graduation at the International Culinary Institute in Myrtle Beach. In 2020, Abigail became the Southeast Bread Hero for the USA World Bread Awards. Quite a prestigious title. For three solid months, Abigail provided bread, baked in her own home, without payment, for a food distribution service in and around Reedsville. Her generosity brought a huge light to a community that truly was in desperate need of kindness and compassion. Baking is a huge passion of Abigail's and she lives out her belief in that a passion is useless without a heart that is willing to fuel it. So Abigail, could you perhaps sort of uh, fill in the blanks there how this all came about? Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much last year, I mean, I'm from a small town. And so um, we have people here already that are food insecure. So when the pandemic hit, it became really hard for these people to find the food that they needed. And our food distribution started to become very um, short of the things that they needed to um, to keep going on. So my sister, who works for a local church, actually mentioned it one night at dinner. It was like, we can't find any bread. And I feel like bread is such, you know, it's such a staple to have on the dinner table because it's very versatile. Um, and I was like, hey, I can solve that problem for you. You know, um, why not put my skills to use? for um, the betterment of the community. So I went to our local um, restaurant supply store and stocked up with what I needed, began baking loaves out of my house, my home kitchen. And so at the time I didn't have a certified commercial kitchen or anything. So it was literally just done right in in the house on uh, and all the tables were full pretty much. But I made the best of it and I thoroughly enjoyed um, sending those uh, loaves of bread out to those people who I knew would be so, so grateful for it because it was just a really hard time for everyone. And if I could, you know, shine a light into their darkness, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I think what really uh, stood out to the judges of the World Bread Awards was this just wasn't just a one-off over a weekend or a single day or two. You maintained it for three solid months. Yeah, it. Um, she would come to me and be like, "Hey, um, you want to do it again?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, I would love to." And so it just kind of kept going on and on and on. And the bread would go out in increments of fifty loaves, give or take. You know, usually a couple times a week. So it was great. It was a phenomenal three months doing this, and I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. And of course, Abigail, you were doing all of this while still studying. You were still a student at the time. Yes, that is correct. So um, in March of last year, we got that dreaded phone call that we wouldn't be going back to school. So I was actually doing all of my baking from home. Um, it was an interesting few months there doing something that's very hands-on from home. But I have to say we have phenomenal instructors um, at uh ICI of Myrtle Beach and we made the best of it and we continued to learn through this pandemic and it was you know it was great. If if we just 
roll the clocks back a little. It's fairly clear, I think, that you have this passion uh, for baking, um, bread and cakes and, and what have you, and patisserie, viennoise, etc. So w- where did the inspiration come from? Well, that's kind of a difficult question to answer. Um, I guess I could say my mom and my Nana used to bake cakes. Like I remember when I was a kid, they would always make our um, birthday cakes for my sister and I, and they were always pretty like extravagant cakes. Um, I know one year my mom made a carousel cake for us, which was, was so awesome. And so I just, I was in the kitchen with her. She taught me most of my foundational um decorating skills in terms of that part um and then from baking I never really thought that I would do this for a living I don't think but I couldn't be happier with how it's turned out I know that when I was you know in sixth seventh eighth grade I wanted to be a respiratory therapist but then once high school came and I worked for our local bakery I decided that you know, this is what I really enjoy doing. I found it, I found myself to be very passionate about it. And I absolutely love being in the kitchen. Um, So it's had a few different um, sparks along the way that have influenced, you know, me being where I am now. I think I can very much relate to how much passion baking can bring, not just to the person um, or the people doing the baking, but those receiving it. Because you take raw ingredients and uh, let's take a cake for example and you've got your basic ingredients your flour your sugar your fat let's say butter etc and and your eggs and they can all vary Uh, the temperature needs to be uh, correct to get really good results you've got to follow a recipe and that recipe has got to be balanced Mm -hmm. and you've got to replicate that every day etc in doing that and you've got a cake and then, then you decorate it in perhaps if it's for an occasion or a birthday or an anniversary or for somebody who's uh, given you instructions and they're going to buy it off you, then then you've got to follow those instructions. And this huge delight of a, and a sense of accomplishment, I think, isn't there, when, when you've done that. And then the smile that you see or hopefully see uh, from the person who's receiving the cake and the pleasure that then gives when they share it with others. Um, oh, Yes. There must be very few other trades, to my mind, and maybe I'm biased being being a baker, but there's very other few other trades, I think, that can bring so much uh, enjoyment. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, when you have someone come and pick up your product or, um, you know, you serve it to them out of a display case, there's just nothing like there's just nothing like that feeling of knowing that you serve them exactly what they expected or, you know, even blew them away with what you gave them. Um, It's just a feeling of satisfaction that fuels that passion every day. Since you graduated toward the uh, beginning of this year, 2020, you've taken up a role as the boardwalk baker. Yeah. And uh, would you like to sort of share with us uh, what that's all about? So um, I never expected the boardwalk baker to become what it is today, but it kind of started when I sold the former bakery that I had called Aspen Bakery in Wentworth, North Carolina. Um, I sold that in the fall of 2019 so that I could pursue um, my culinary education. And I had lots of customers that were just like, how do I keep up with you? You know, I want to know what you're doing. They were just very loyal, loyal customers of mine. And so I started this blog called the boardwalk baker and I 
I, you know, would do blog posts about what was happening in school, you know, the struggles, the, the high moments, the lows, all of it in between. And eventually, once I came out of school, I decided that, you know, it's, I've had these people keep following me um, through my journey. So I came back home and it's now evolved into a business, um, which we have a certified commercial kitchen out near my house. So it is now the boardwalk baker but it's a bakery and um you can do custom orders and all different kinds of things so yeah i never expected it to be what it is today but i am very happy that it is and are you specializing in any particular product be it cakes or bread croissant or is it a whole range so pretty much i have people that ask me for anything um but normally i do custom cakes um, whether that be fondant or buttercream decoration and a lot of croissant dough products like sticky buns, cinnamon rolls, filled croissants, pan au chocolate, lots of those. So, And are you doing all this alone or have you got a team that's uh, building up a team around you? So right now it is just me. Um, I am the only one that's baking. I would love to expand and um, have a team, you know, eventually down the road, you know, a few years or something. But right now it's just me. Gosh, so I would imagine when you have time off, it'll be uh, seeking some long lost sleep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's generally the swan song of most bakers, I think, isn't it? And if, yes. Uh, if, if our listeners wanted to get in touch or stay in touch with, with what you're working on or what you're doing, how, how could they do that? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at The Boardwalk Baker or Facebook, which is The Boardwalk Baker as well. And so I also have a website, which is TheBoardwalkBaker.com. Great. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will uh, will be in contact. But of course, being in the USA, your, your products will really be for local distribution or collection, I would imagine. Um, you know, if, if there's somebody from the UK or Europe would like a cake, I'd don't think that's going to be quite possible, is it? Um, not yet. Maybe we'll get to that point. <laughs> yes, yes. As they say, oak trees grow from acorns, don't they? Yes. So a few, a few sort of background questions, really, uh, about your, your good self. What's your favourite song or piece of music? Um, so I'm a huge Elton John fan. And so I would have to say one of his favourite or one of my favourite songs of his is Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. It's not, I don't think it's very, like, it's not played a lot, but I really love to listen to that song. Bit of a boy, really, isn't he? Had, had a career. Have you seen the film? Yes, that. that's like my favorite movie. I could watch it over and over again. And have have you ever seen him play live? I was actually fortunate enough to see him. Um, I think it was back in 2019. I saw him in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I have tickets to see him next year. That was rescheduled from last year, and I'm so excited. Wow, fabulous! Absolutely fabulous. In the bakery, do you have a favorite gadget or piece of equipment? I would say my rolling pin is my favorite piece of equipment because all of my croissant and laminated doughs are done by hand. I don't have a sheeter. So that would be my most prized possession. Although we're primarily talking about baking and, and, and cakes and bread, etc. How's your cooking? Do you enjoy cooking? Um, I do like cooking. Do I get to do it as frequently as I would like to? No, but I, um, I do enjoy it. If you were to serve a dish to friends and family, what would that be? So there's this, it's kind of like chicken marsala, but um, I make the sauce a little thicker, more of like a consistency of like an Alfredo sauce, but it's like the base of 
chicken marsala and I, I really love that dish and I would definitely serve that to friends and families. Sounds delicious. Worth hopping on a plane for and popping across, I think. So yes. do, you have any, do you have any obsessions or, or things that are really great and, and make you annoyed? I don't know. I think laminated doughs, like in the kitchen, I relate everything back to the kitchen because that's pretty much all I ever do is work in the kitchen. But um, my current obsession would be laminated doughs. I just love, like, I'm infatuated with croissant dough. I thoroughly enjoy it as well. So how, how many turns would you be giving your dough? Um, so I do, so I do the butter lock-in and then book fold and then three letter turns, letter folds. So for, for the sake of our listeners, so we're getting into some technical area here. So the, the process that makes um, flaky pastry or puff pastry, uh, croissants have their layers and flakiness is what's called lamination right. and, and we build up layers don't we of, of fat and dough and uh, ideally the fat is butter because it has that wonderful flavour and when the pastry goes into the oven uh, a hot oven the heat of the oven will cause the uh, water that's in the dough to uh, turn to steam that expands and then the fat, the butter will fry the layers, capture the steam and the pastry rises. Bear in mind in laminated pastry there there could be uh, five, ten thousand layers of fat and uh, dough by the time it's been laminated. And yeah, yeah, it's a real skill, isn't it, to make sure your temperatures are right. So it is that the fat doesn't fracture and break, that you maintain the layers, because if you rupture the layers when you're making the pastry, um, you won't get even lift, will you, when, when the pastries go into the oven. Right. And you don't get that like beautiful webbing on the inside. No, absolutely not. Gosh. And uh, I have to say, if there's an obsession of mine, just uh, sort of of late, it's people that just throw litter around. I know it's not baking related, but you you see people perhaps throwing litter out of a car or or just Mm -hmm. discarding it on the street. I feel like picking it up and throwing it back through the window if I could, uh, etc. Because there's, uh, in the world in which we live in, there's no need for it really, is there? Um, No, absolutely not. But anyway, that's uh, that's that's mine. Now, if if you could have one superpower, what would you choose? Let's see. I'd say if I could have again, relating everything back to being in the kitchen, if I could bake all day and have no mess and no dishes to do and nothing to clean up, that would be amazing. Gosh, you'd be you'd be a very wealthy person as well, I think. Because... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, you don't. You don't get the gain without the pain, do you? And, and oh, um, absolutely not. Um, yes. Where do you see yourself in five years' time uh, with your business? Where would you like it to be? I don't. I don't know about five years' time. That one's a little difficult for me to answer. But I can give you a long-term goal, which is to be an educator. Um, I really want to teach the next generation of people who have the passion for this. Um, just like I do, and instilling them the same values that those who taught me did. Um, And I would really love to do that. Five years down the road, I would like to make a stride towards doing that. So, you know, maybe teaching some classes or 
still running the business and doing, you know, having it expanded and um, have a good classroom of some sort. I don't know. Here in the UK, I, I have to say, though, a lot of businesses have turned their skills and, and uh, assets to teaching others and, and particularly the public and running courses, maybe 10 or 12 people at a time. Because they, they have the premises, they have the skills, and there's a huge passion. And I think lockdown uh, and uh, the pandemic, the past 18 months, has caused people to be much more interested in their food and baking at home. There's a yearning for knowledge, really, of... Uh, how to make bread, how to make cakes, how to do it properly. And oh, yeah. It, it's interesting talking about uh, education or, or bakery education because so many of the skills that we have in the baking industry are underpinning, aren't they? The, the process of making puff pastry and the science behind it um, of croissants, of making a cake and a recipe balance, uh, the bread, fermentation, etc., it's exactly the same today as it was 20 years ago, and it will be in 20 years' time. Um, right. You, you can't take a shortcut with puff pastry, can you? It's either right or wrong. No. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and any errors, and you won't have the right result. Do you have a favourite tipple? Do you enjoy a little tipple um, or something? I would say a good mojito is nice and refreshing. Sounds very nice. Yes, I can... Looking out of the window here and the sun's shining, I, th I think I could uh, join you with one of those. Yeah. And uh, are you a cat or a dog person? I shouldn't think you have time to keep one anyway, by the sound. <laughs> I do not, but my parents do. And um, I am a huge dog fan. Uh, we have a standard poodle and I love him more than anything. Gosh, yes. We have a Remy in our household and uh, she's a miniature poodle called a party poodle she's uh, similar colour to Remy Martin. She's five yeah. years old, hence being called Remy. So uh, they do get under your skin, I think, don't they? <laughs> they can. They can a little bit, yeah. And I think, uh, finally, if, if you could switch lives with somebody for a day, who might you choose? Um, I would have to choose Carla Hall. Um, she, I... I just, she's a big inspiration to me. I keep up with what she does on Food Network and everything. And I just think it's so amazing how she didn't start off in this industry, but, you know, just went for it and has really made a name for herself. And um, I just think it would be incredible to switch lives with her for a day. Well, Abigail, your your story of, of what you're doing and what you've done and where you're going is, is fascinating and, and a true inspiration. Um, for anybody, whether they're in the baking industry or not, but particularly for any budding bakers out there. I really do wish you every success for whatever the future might bring your way. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure, um, Stephen. Thanks very much. Baker's Dozen on Food FM. Baker's Dozen with Stephen Hallam. Master Baker and Chair of Judges, the Tiptree World Bread Awards, UK and USA. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.